0: Good posture is where the body expends the least amount of energy to remain balanced. This is an idea by Bernie Clark, yin yoga teacher and the author of Your Yoga, Your Spine. Many of us turn to yoga because we want to better our posture, create a healthier bank or feel supported in every day-to-day movement. But is there such a thing as a perfect posture? If you're so focused on the asanas and what they look like, shouldn't it also matter what it feels like inside? I am Esther from Unbothered Wellness, and this week we're chatting about the idea of perfect posture. Last week, we talked about the different segments of our spine, the cervical spine with its seven or so vertebrae, our thoracic spine with 12 vertebrae, and lumbar spine with five, the sacrum, five, and the caustics with five, but usually these are more fused areas rather than separated vertebrae. This also creates a natural curve in our spine that appears. That's why we have quite a good solid and also mobile back. So let's talk about the different curves of the spine. A backward curve is a concave curve and this is called lordosis, which literally means backward bending. Lordosis usually happens naturally in your spine, around your neck and your lumbar spine because it's backward curving. The opposite of this, the convex curve, is the kyphosis. It's more like a humpback shape. It's curving forward. So if you think about your upper back and the tailbone tries to curve a little bit under us as well. As an honorary mention, I also want to talk about our scoliosis. The truth is that we all have a certain degree of scoliosis in our spine. It's really hard to build up the spine with all its 34 vertebrae completely in a straight line as it curves backwards and forwards. Just think about a game Django playing the game you notice it's quite hard to always build it naturally into that straight line one will be always a little bit curving one side and the other one will curve the other way so it's nothing to worry about obviously when the degree of this curve becomes bigger and affects different muscles other joints sometimes breathing and movement in general now that's when we want to deal with it a little bit deeper Even with all of its curves, maybe different numbered vertebrae or different degree of the curves, we still want a healthy spine and a healthy spine should act like a spring. It should bounce back. It should be able to reduce any stressor or burden, so to speak, and return to its comfortable, more neutral position. And neutral, I don't necessarily mean flat back or, you know, where every curve is perfectly looking in a picture, but there's no load or stress on your spine. A neutral spine, according to Neutral McGill, a spine biomechanics specialist, is that the position where the spine is most relaxed and free of joint tension that are created as the joints are bent away from neutral. If that sounded a little confusing, then think about it this way. Neutral spine is where the spine is most relaxed and the joints are under minimal stress. So there's no pinching, feeling any kind of pain or discomfort. Unless we have x-ray eyes or... MRI eyes it is super hard to see where that happens in individuals it's not something that we can detect so easily as turning the toes out or bending the elbows the spine in our body they are all different and even the curves and everything is so individual or personal that it is extremely hard to tell if someone's holding their spine in a neutral position or not now we learned last week that some people or most of us have different number of vertebrae and different segments of our spine. This also means that we're going to have different curvature degrees and not even regarding muscles, active muscles or passive muscles in our body, but just naturally as the building blocks of our back rests on top of each other. I know there is no such thing as average, but if we take an average lordosis and kyphosis rhythm or pattern of our back, let's really see the different apexes and movements or alignments of these vertebrae. So for example, the lordosis of our neck doesn't actually stay within the neck itself the first two vertebrae of the thoracic spine is also part of the lordosis of the neck so it's a cervical spine with its seven vertebrae plus the two vertebrae from the thoracic spine some people it could be three some people it could be one and the apex is at c4 or c5 your fourth or fifth vertebrae from the top down. After that right away we go into kyphosis or the kyphotic part curve of the thoracic spine. Usually it starts from T3 or 4 and it goes all the way down to T12 so our back is naturally rounded or going into that kyphotic curve and the apex is at T7 or T8. Once again if some people have one less or one more vertebrae in this area, it might be a lot different for them. Then we're jumping back into lower doses of the lumbar spine. It starts at L1 and goes till L5. So all five of our vertebrae in Our lumbar spine and the apex is at three and four, and you can really imagine that this is such a small area compared to the twelve vertebrae in our thoracic spine, so that curve has to be quite a big curve to go all the way around and then return into a kyphosis at the sacrum. Now, forty percent of the curvature in the sacrum segment starts from L5 and the SI joint. So it's really the, or it is between that area. After that, it kind of neutralizes. We don't have a huge curve under with our tailbone, but the 30% of the curvature is really from L5 and the SI joint. So what does that teach us about posture? Well, sometimes posture can look amazing, especially if we help our natural curve of the spine and take load off. But Our posture is not necessarily something we can truly change because the curvature of the spine happens regardless if we activate muscles or not. We can help it, but maybe when we really overdo it and force it, that's when we add actually unnecessary load to our back. Here are a few factors that determine our posture, our environment. What are we loading our spine with from outside? What is it against? Are you laying against the ground compared to seated up against the chair that's really uncomfortable? You'll notice the difference. Also our sensory system, our eyes, or inner ears, where horizontal is, you know, when you're upside down, your posture may be greatly affected by gravity as well. And when you're looking down, you would naturally drop your head down and that may affect your curve in your spine, especially in the cervical spine. Our proprioception where we are in space, understanding what's around us. You know, when we know we have to go under a really low door or threshold, then we would duck down. That will affect our posture. It's not necessarily bad, but it's something that we do. Or if you work somewhere that's really tight for long hours, it will affect your posture as well. Obviously, our muscular system, all of our muscles around our back, helping us keeping it upright, bending, flexing, twisting, all of these will affect our posture as well. A nervous system. If you are in a fright and flight situation, your posture will be a lot different than when you're an at ease and rest and digest situation. Just think about it. Watching a scary movie might tense up your back, but maybe looking at nature and sitting outside at the beach will release tension around your back. And also the position of your joints the curvature, how they connect to one another, also their shape, size, everything. But also think about the quality of the ligaments by your joints. If you have a terrible hip pain and moving your leg will cause you to scream, then probably you will take your time to move around and that will also affect the way you hold up yourself through the spine. And also always take in consideration whether we are moving or staying stable or stationary. Because when we move, we want to have that spring-like spine, but maybe some other times you really want to have a steady and more stable base for our organs and our other muscles around the torso. Here's a really easy example. If you have ever done a yoga class, you have probably stood in a Tadasana position or mountain pose where you're standing upright, maybe your feet are together or hip distance apart, your arms by your side dangling down or a little bit more active with the palms facing either forward or towards your thighs and you're standing upright with the crown of the head being the highest point of your body. This looks like a really easy posture standing upright. The truth is that in a yoga class we use 30% more of our muscles to keep this upright position than if you're just standing in a line at the store or simply standing up and not sitting down. Because we create this idea that our perfect posture means we're using all of the muscles at all time to keep an erect upright position. But the truth is we naturally when we stand up we have an upright position. That doesn't always mean their posture is good, but it doesn't have to be perfect or doesn't have to look perfect it has to feel right it has to be like a spring or act like a spring and it also has to have that easiness to it where there's no unnecessary stress or load on our back and our joints this is not to say that we shouldn't focus on creating a healthy good posture for ourselves because we do what we have to remember is we cannot change our skeletal structure but we can help our muscles to support our skeletal structure, because we don't want to experience herniated discs or slipped discs or any other issues in our back. We want to make sure that everything is happy, healthy, spring-like and unbothered. Just quickly tell you what a bad posture may be. It's any habitual pattern of holding the body that places it under constant and unnecessary stress. It in a long term, it will become unhealthy. So think of postures that make you feel awkward or uncomfortable. Usually those are the ones that slowly will change the way you hold your spine, your back, your scapulas, everything around. And long term may affect your general back health. In my car when I'm driving, I have this armrest that I can push down and I noticed that I used to hang on it. I used to drop my weight onto the left arm and elbow and I decided that I'm gonna turn the armrest completely down so I can't do that. It basically takes it away or actually lift it up, kind of like on a plane. And since then I've been sitting upright. There's no leaning towards the left side. There's lots of habits like that that we pick up and slowly it will change the muscles, what they are used to, the load, the stress. And we want to make sure that all the load or stress we put them under is a good one, like lifting weights or moving the spine in different dimensions rather than resting it in an uncomfortable way or an awkward way. If you're interested in playing around with your own spine and posture this week, then come to one of the classes at Unbothered Wellness in Waipu and you can experience what it's like to find your comfortable posture and maintain it with a healthy... Healthy load and necessary stress instead of unnecessary. You can find me on unbotheredwellness.com or with the same name on Instagram and Facebook as well and I'm happy to have a chat and just so you know I am bringing a Pilates reformer into my studio to have one-on-one sessions and if you're interested you can sign up now and get 30% discount from your classes. Everything is online. I also put the link into the notes of this little chat so you can find it in easily and decide if it's something that you'd like to try out. Hope you have a lovely rest of your day and keep your posture nice and happy and healthy for you. I'll see you soon. Bye!